Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Riding in Cars with Cats. This will be a relatively short one because I am on my way to pick up my son from school. And once he is in the car, you will not be able to hear me at all. So what we're actually talking about today is something that happened the other day when I was uh, heading out for a conference. And what happened was I decided that I had no idea what I wanted to wear. I'm not a huge fashionista, as it were. I don't really become that interested in what I'm wearing, but when I'm at conferences, I, I kind of want to wear something a little bit different, a little bit special, and so I had narrowed it down to a couple of different options. Option number one was a Stranger Things t-shirt that I tend to wear when I'm going to conferences. Uh, it's become sort of my little mini identity for my clothing pick. Option number two was a plain button-down shirt, which I'm super happy nobody chose. And option number three was a relatively snug <laughs> V-neck yellow cashmere Boston College sweater, which I, I'm kind of glad not enough people picked, but I'm also kind of sad that not enough people picked because it is a pretty stellar outfit. Anyway, someone said to me when I was, when I was kind of talking to them about, oh, someone said, oh, you, this is what won someone asked what that meant and I said oh I, I put up a poll to ask you know what I should wear and they said do you crowdsource everything and I realized yeah I kind of do I kind of crowdsource a lot of things from an opinion standpoint I crowdsource a lot of things where I don't really know what should be done or what shouldn't be done and so I take the time to sort of say hey what does everybody else think now, one important thing about that is I don't always follow the advice of everybody. I don't always say, oh, well, 63% of people said this, so I've decided this. At one point, I used to give my friend a couple of, a list of a couple places that we could go for dinner. And when they would choose one of those places, I would say, no, let's go here. And what having someone else choose for you makes you do is, is actually make a decision. Um, a lot of people are, have trouble with making decisions and I don't necessarily blame them. I, I kind of do too. But what it does when you crowdsource those decisions is you're sort of left with a, there's a point, there's a, an end game, if you will, where you're basically saying, okay, I asked this question, I had it answered. Am I okay with that answer? And first off, it's okay not to be okay with that answer. It's okay to say, no, I don't wanna wear a button-down shirt. I wanna wear my Stranger Things shirt. That's totally okay. It's equally okay to say, you know, I don't wanna do this or I don't wanna do that. And, and we absolutely can choose to say something different or choose something different when we get these decisions sort of made for us. But what crowdsourcing everything does is, is adds just a bunch of people in your corner that can help you make some decisions. And making decisions can be incredibly difficult. So when you have access to people who you trust, and now I, I don't know how much I necessarily trust Twitter to choose my outfit for an event, but when you have access to people that you trust, you get to sort of make that decision. You get to say, you know, this is what I think. What do you guys think? 
So last year I decided to select a personal board of directors. I went through a really cool branding and identity course from someone named Kimberly Barker. And one of the things she talks about was choosing a personal board of directors. And what a personal board of directors is, is it is a list of people that you trust whose opinion matters to you. So I was about to be making sort of a big decision about my business about a year and a half to two years ago now, I guess about a year and a half, about whether or not I was gonna bring on a partner, whether or not I was going to do certain things, what offerings I might be pairing out, what offerings I might be keeping, all these sorts of things. And so I selected a bunch of people, four people to be exact, who I really valued their opinion in just a big, big way. And I asked them what they thought. And what they said very much supported what I was planning on doing. It wasn't, you know, we talk a lot about about a confirmation bias. So where we tend to take the information provided and just make it fit whatever narrative, you know, it's like when they say statistics can be made to say anything. But in this case, I picked some people from some pretty broad fields, pretty broad areas who were people that I really trusted. They were very successful in their fields. They were very innovative in their fields and they were really, really at the core, they were just really, really good people. And so I selected them for these various reasons. And then I asked them and I said, look, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do you guys think? And I had them fill out a little survey so they could explain why they felt how they felt. And I took a lot from those things. And the big thing I took is that we have these powerful, powerful networks of people around us and we need to use them to a much greater extent than we do. We have a tendency to just say like, what's on me? And as business owners, entrepreneurs, et cetera, you really feel like it's on you. And to a big extent, you're not wrong per se. It is true that if you're the sole proprietor of Sparkled Bandanas Inc. and you're the one who makes Sparkled Bandanas and you're the one who markets Sparkled Bandanas and you're the one that sells and Sparkled Bandanas and does the returns and does customer service and all these different things, it is on you. But it doesn't all have to be on you. So whether you're talking about lowlights or highlights, whether you're talking about anything really, it's important that you say, look, I've got these great people around me who are able to help. I've got a friend right now going through a mentorship program in respect to a startup that he's looking at launching. And so we were just walking home from dropping the kids off at school the other day. He sort of told me what the startup was and I just, I can't help myself. I launched into, oh man, like these are some cool things you could do and have you heard of this? And do you know about this? And and my first thought was just like, Man, I'd, you know, I love helping people and you'd be amazed at the number of people that are in your corner, the number of people who are around you that can help you if you share. So one of the things that people are always concerned about is, well, what if I share this proprietary idea, this startup idea, this app idea, this business idea? Isn't there a, a chance that someone's going to take it from me and they're going to own it and they're going to do it and I'm going to be left, you know, sort of holding the bag? Yeah, yeah, there really is, absolutely. If you suck at it, 
And what I mean by that is that if you've got this great idea for a business, the business should really count on you being the thing that is powerful about it. So just saying, you know, we're going to build an app that's for, um, you know, video editing. That's fine. That's not a crazy idea. It's when you get into the, here's the, the power that I'm able to provide to that with my background in video editing or with my background in computer science or with my history as a coder, all these different powerful things you have, or I'm a great marketer and I know how I'm going to sell this, or I have access to a great community and that's how I'm going to sell this. So share your ideas with people that you trust and trust more people. Occasionally you're going to get your heart broken. Uh, trusting people in any respect is a lot like love. <laughs> that sounds so cheesy. You're going to get your heart broken. And I, I heard Gary Vee talk about this, and I, it was the first time I really thought of it that way, which is, you know, you're reaching out, you're putting yourself out there, and you're hoping that people are going to feel the same about you or about your product as as you do. And I've had people where I've put myself out there, and they've just been like, yeah, man, this is a terrible concept or a bad idea, you know, your monetization isn't going to work, your marketing isn't going to work, all these different things. That can be crushing to have those people sort of say, like, I don't think you're good enough at doing this to get it done. But much like my high school dating career, when things went poorly, I dove right back in. I don't know how to do it any other way than to just pour myself into whatever I'm doing. And I'd really recommend that you do the same. I think you'll get amazing results. So find a network, nurture that network, ask that network what they think, and then take the advice of that network. Um, and if you don't want to take the advice of that network, then know why you're not taking the advice of that network. And then that's perfectly fine as well. So that's everything for today. Uh, remember to follow us at One Red Cat Media on almost every platform, oneredcat.com. If you have any questions, please reach out. Use the hashtag AskOneRedCat. If there's something you want us to talk about in a future episode or something you want us to clarify or something that you wholeheartedly disagree with, please reach out. We always, always, always love to hear from you. Have a great day and good luck. Bye.